Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! All right, welcome back to Narrow's The Morning After. As you might have already guessed, I am not Gabe. I'm not our comms manager. This is Kelly Freeman, your organizer for Central and Southern Ohio. Um, this is another edition where we have some comedians on. Uh, last time we had Brooke Cardis and Pat Daring, and this time we have Amber Falter and Nikki Winkleman. Amber Falter is one of the co-creators of Stand Up For Choice here in Columbus. Um, the next one will be February 20th, which will be benefiting Narrow Pro-Choice Ohio. And then Nikki Winkleman is a delightful human being, uh, a comedian who will be on the next Stand Up for Choice, and also currently 36 weeks pregnant. So tell us a little bit more about y'all. Uh, I, uh, who are co-host, you? I co-host uh, Tuesdays with Mac and Winks at the Backstage Bistro Shadowbox Live. Uh, and um, I am the co-host of The Quiz Box, which is a monthly trivia and comedy show also at the Backstage Bistro. I co-host that with uh, Eric Tate, and um, yeah, I've been doing comedy in this town for, oh, I don't know, 10 plus years. We'll say 10. In, in Columbus <laughs> specifically? Yeah, in Columbus specifically. How long have you been doing comedy overall? Uh, only a couple of years before that. I started when I was in college in California, and then I moved back shortly after that and started doing comedy here, so yeah. In Amber? Um, so I co-host the Stand Up for Choice, like you said, and we're super excited um, for February 20th. I do that with Pat Deering, and he's an angel. Um, and then um, my burps smell really bad right now because of the chicken wings I ate before I got here. Yes, Amber yes. is also pregnant, but with grilled cheese. Yes, and pregnant with grilled cheese. <laughs> Very constipated. <laughs> so this is going to be a delightful time and not nearly as clean as we normally are with Jamie and Gabe. So more fun. I'm, more fun. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we've got a few topics. We're going to talk more about comedy in Columbus and stand up for choice and abortion and comedy and how those two seem to go together pretty well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about what's going on in Toledo. We're going to talk about the, what's going on with SB 28, the fetal remains bill, and then SB 145, which is the abortion method ban. And uh, maybe we'll just open up to whatever we want to talk about. Should we not be done by then? Um, Perfect. So... Let's go with the really boring, really easy question. What's it like being a woman in comedy in Columbus? <laughs> oh, Nikki, please. I've uh, yeah. not been doing this as long as she has. So <laughs> okay, so please fill a, me in. Here's a better question. How has it evolved since you started? Um, I, I definitely think it's easier now than it was when I started. Um, there was kind of always this... This weird area of like, are you here to do comedy or are you here to hook up with comics? Ew. You became like a <laughs> female comedian because there were usually the newer female comedians fell into one of those two categories. It was like, oh, I'm either here to like actually try and do comedy or I'm just here to try and find a boyfriend who's a comedian. Yeah. I actually, um, I've seen that too because somebody I met, uh, I mean, Alex and I both do comedy and like somebody like, oh, did you start because of him? And I was like, no, that's how we met is yeah. I did an open mic. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And finding somebody that you, you know, you couple up with that's another comedian, that's, that's uh, not that there's anything wrong with it's that. It's not the goal. That's not your goal though. But you do uh, tend to date people you have similar interests with. I mean, I met uh, Gabe, my partner, um, because we're both artists, so um, 
uh, he's not a stand-up comedian. He's tried. He's not a stand-up comedian, <laughs> but <laughs> but he is he is a very uh, talented performer as well. But um, but then but you got the sense that there were other women that would come in and would do a few open mics, and then they find a guy that they liked, and then they would stop doing comedy, and they would just be that comedian's girlfriend. And so yeah, there were a lot of those. There's not as many of those I think anymore. How, I'm interested in actually hearing from you. Like, how do you feel? Like women are treated now in Columbus, at least. Like, well, I think I feel like back then there was only. I, I mean, I would come to watch back then, but that's about the history of Columbus yeah. comedy. Yeah, <laughs> what um, happened? I don't know. I don't think we were treated poorly, but I think we're treated better now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot more caution around how we're treated. And I think, in terms of like the Me Too movement and things like that, there's, it's it's almost gone onto the other side where everybody's afraid to say anything over the line, which I think is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have it be on that side for me, now. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, it, and then it'll, it'll balance out, you know, cause some people are like, Oh, now it's gone too far. Now you can't say anything. Well, that's kind of how it works. You know, it, I, I personally yeah. think the comedians in general are too mean to each other like, yes. just across the board. Oh, so yeah. to Gosh. have them like chill yes. for a moment, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's a certain amount of that that I kind of like that they're mean to each other because it's like how we compliment each other. <laughs> we don't really like. I, I, I noticed this when I started doing improv that like the improv community is very supportive of each other. It's gross. And they get off stage and they're like, "You were so great. I loved how you did this thing and that choice was really awesome." And I'm like, "Do these people even like me? Like, why are they so nice?" <laughs> because like if you do like a good comedy set and you get off stage, the other comedians are like, "Great job, idiot." You know what I mean? Like that. Right. That to me feels normal. So um, I was actually talking to Pat about this last night. He's like, "Yeah, don't talk to any comedian after your after their set if you want to be friends with them because they're just going to be jerks." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that's actually exactly my experience." But I'm like, I'm like, after I got off stage, I guess because I don't do it often enough to like really build up a thick skin. I'm like, I need validation. Was I okay? So <laughs> I clearly oh, I don't absolutely fit feel that, especially like after like a really bad set. I'm just like, please God, one friend just be like, "There's always next time." <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I still like you, even if you were garbage. Yeah, because I was like, that was not good. Like even when you feel that horrible, like, oh, I'm just like, hold me. So. We're yeah. all still friends. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I guess I just always feel better when somebody insults me when I get off stage because I'm like, that. I did a good job. If they're making fun of me, I did a good job. Yeah, maybe they're jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too sensitive. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't really run into too many problems in terms of being a female versus not being a female. I don't know. Um, Is it any different being pregnant? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is different. Um, people in general treat you different, but yeah. they, they kind of should because yeah. life is harder. Oh my God. Nobody, so, nobody yeah. really understands it until you go through it. How like, much being pregnant sucks. Oh yeah. yeah. If it's anything like being as constipated as I was with those three grilled cheeses, <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. But constantly. That was two yeah. days of my life. And I like called my dad and I was like, I think I'm really sick. Like I didn't know what was wrong. <laughs> Ugh. Just yeah. imagine if those grilled cheeses also had arms and legs that were like moving around. <laughs> They're just like, you know what's cool? Punching you in the ribs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sentient yeah. grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the, like the first time you realize that your baby is hiccuping, that's nice. And then it's just like, oh, you need to stop. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's, like, not, oh, a, it's oh, not cute oh, anymore. It's alive. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got the hiccups. Oh, he's got the hiccups for the rest of the time. Now. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Much <laughs> cuter on the outside, yeah. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but also still kind of annoying. It was right. like, you need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I actually noticed that too. Like, 
There was a room I did last April um, that was the most empathetic room I have ever. Like, I, you can't make suicide jokes when you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> People do not like that. Yeah. It, and it's this weird line that, like, if you don't talk about it, people are like, why isn't she talking about being pregnant? But then, like, if your entire set is about it, then they're like, we get it, you're pregnant. Like, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a mixed bag because, like, yeah. it's some people, like, thank me because you don't you don't sugarcoat it. You're like, no, this sucks, yeah. and I'm going to tell you exactly why it sucks, and you should never do it unless you <laughs> want it to for some godforsaken reason. Yeah. Yeah, and I found that audiences where... They're a little bit older, and they're they are mostly parents. The pregnancy material does better than if, because uh, I I have a joke about how like um, uh, some women say like oh the worst part about being pregnant is not being able to have a beer. And no, like, if that false, no, that no, Incorrect. that is not it. Like you're an alcoholic if you can't get through <laughs> nine months without a beer. If that's the worst part, you're an alcoholic. And then I say I've had seven yeast infections. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it in the room where it was like mostly younger people and like the women were like, oh, like that sounds horrible because they're like yeast infections are terrible. But when I did it in a room that was like all parents, they were like, yep, been there. <laughs> oh so gosh. they were able to laugh at it. So, yeah, I don't know. it's it's That's interesting. It's definitely hard trying to talk to people without kids about having kids about being pregnant because they're just like, ew. And I'm just like, I mean, yes, ew. Yes, but ew. But <laughs> I see myself out, you guys. No. <laughs> you hey. don't disgust me. I mean, I don't care if I do. Good, good. <laughs> you disgust me too, I, Amber. I, and I've really only had like four yeast infections, but you got to up the number for the joke. <laughs> Still four is a lot. <laughs> I, uh, some of the things I said when I was on stage, I wish I had made up. Like, no, I really did throw up because there was an orange somewhere in my kitchen that was going bad. I could not <gasps> find it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's awful. I don't oh. recommend being pregnant if you yeah. don't want to oh. be, as it turns out. That's yeah. why I'm virulently pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> has has that changed at all? Like your feelings about abortion or like? Uh, it, I people are much more uncomfortable when I talk about it. Oh yeah, because they're like, oh wait, you're not going to do it now, are you? Like, well, no. <laughs> a, it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and also like this is also a choice. Yeah, like and it's that's a- okay to be pro-choice and still want to have bait it doesn't mean you're pro-abortion i mean i am pro-abortion <laughs> well <but laughs> i mean like it's not like you're like every baby should be aborted no, you know? no. <laughs> like, I, yeah it's such yeah. a weird misconception that people yeah. would think that just because you're like i don't want everyone who doesn't want to have a child to have a child that you like don't want any children ever like i feel like my stance on it is i'm pro-choice because i think babies are so precious that they should come into this world only wanted <laughs> yes oh yeah that's a really that's good way of putting it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, stand up for choice. How many yeah. times have you guys been doing stand up for choice? So, um, this may be our second year, but we're in February right now. But oh, okay, so May, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, I know, but we're close. <laughs> so it's almost been two years. We're so we're excited. When about was it. the first one? Like that was in April. It was in April, um, twenty fifteen. Gosh, yeah, twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, math. No, it was 2016, because we're in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 2015, my show, that's yeah. when it started. Yeah, that was for the Bolathon. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how else to raise money. <laughs> I was like, I see those comedians put on them benefit shows. So I, um, I talked to somebody at Ace of Cups and stole their night from them briefly. 
It was a really good turnout, though. Thank you. No, I had no idea how to host, and I was so, I'm so embarrassed looking back. But I was like, <laughs> well, they're all funny, so that worked out. <laughs> I mean, I was on that show. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was you and Alex and Pat Deering and Bianca. I think so. Yeah, tight. Yeah, and now Perfect. we're all just like we're regulars, and we all go to the bulletin. I love it. Are you gonna do the bulletin this year? I want to, but then one of my friends, are you, the person, the person who usually has me do it with her, was like, like I'm not really feeling so hyped on this girl anymore and I was like are you really gonna play this game like you don't want to hang out with this girl yeah so it was like this silly like well she doesn't call me as much and I'm like okay you can join our team okay thank you oh my god I would love that I was really sad thinking about it okay cool we'll (laughs) fix this up I'm joining the feminist five core team this year oh my god that's so fun okay yes please thank you yay yeah registration (laughs) for the for the bowlathon which is a annual fundraiser for women have options uh, registration opens next wednesday february 14th on valentine's Sweet. day and ash wednesday <laughs> oh mm. oh a twofer yeah <laughs> also starts 40 days for life in case you were wondering <laughs> <laughs> and uh the kickoff party will be at pens on the 21st so yes. that'll be a lot of fun it's also going to be the reproductive health happy hour for this month Heck yeah. yeah so have you guys heard on what's going on in toledo yes yeah, so for for listeners who are either listening for the first time and don't know or just like want a refresher, um, we've been working with the clinic in Toledo for a long time. They are only open right now because of a stay from the court. Um, actually, they're only open right now because ODH hasn't called them and shut them down. Um, but they were open for a uh, stay by the court because uh, they don't have a transfer agreement with a local hospital in Toledo, which is required under Ohio law from like the 2014 budget. Like it wasn't actually a bill. It was in the budget that you had to, to be an abortion clinic. You had to have a transfer agreement with a local hospital. Um, initially, they had an agreement with um, the University of Michigan Ann Arbor, which is 53 miles away. And transfer agreements, while they sound like a good idea, like, oh, there's an emergency and I have an agreement with a hospital. You're not going to go to a hospital that's 53 miles away for a patient that has having an emergency. You're going to go down the block, the one that's five minutes away, because hospitals, regardless, are going to take patients. Um, But in the 2015 budget, they redefined local as within 30 miles, and they could not be a public hospital, which severely limits the options, and they're no longer allowed to go to the University of Michigan Ann Arbor because that's 53 miles away. So, ProMedica, the hospital system in Toledo, has thus far refused to sign a transfer agreement with Capital Care Network, which is the last abortion clinic in Toledo. Um, And we actually got the ruling on Tuesday saying that they're they're not allowed to stay open because they don't have a transfer agreement. The Ohio Supreme Court actually did not address the constitutionality, I can't say that word, of transfer agreements at all like it was it was not like addressed like constitutional wise it was eh, administrative they didn't do it so they had to close so um capital care network either has to get a transfer agreement from promedica or st luke's in toledo uh, that's the other non-public hospital or they're going to close which would leave uh over four million ohioans and probably michigan michiganians Without yeah, Michiganders, Michiganders, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, without abortion care, so it, it could be tomorrow, it could be t- today, for two hours, it could be like next week. Anytime ODH calls while they don't have a transfer agreement, uh, this clinic could close. Uh, we're hoping that they at least are considered enough to wait until the twenty third when there are no longer any patients left. Um, but we're really putting pressure on ProMedica uh, and really looking forward to them signing a transfer agreement and not being, I don't know if I can say this word, but douchebags. Yeah. Wow. So. Dang. Yeah. We have a rally on Monday. You guys are welcome to come if you're free. In the van. Right? Yeah. We're going to have a caravan yeah. from I, Columbus. I was literally about to 
I was really hyped on it, and then I forgot I had a stupid thing for my filling. Oh, no. I have horrible teeth. I have bad, bad teeth. And well, you're welcome at Nero because we all have garbage teeth. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, like all my teeth are fillings, and like it's because I only ate sour punch straws as a kid. That was like my favorite food. I can relate. <laughs> so good. Oh, they're so good. So yeah, we're to, uh, Toledo could be without abortion care like as early as like, I don't know, two hours from now. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that story. <laughs> My job is a bummer. I'm sorry. So on Monday, um, I know that you said you're going to call other people to rally from the local area. Yeah, right? we're going to be leaving from Columbus around one. Cool, uh, okay. And then uh, we're going to rally from four to six in Toledo. And it's going to be fun. There's going to be buttons. There's going to be speakers, <laughs> like local clergy members, some local leaders. Um, Excellent. I, I, don't, I mean, I think I do know people specifically, but I'm not allowed to say yet. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah. Where, and where does the rally take place? Uh, in Toledo. I think Just actually in, in front of okay. ProMedica Hospital. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're going to do a uh, caravan from Columbus. There might be some folks coming from Cleveland, and obviously people on the ground in Toledo will be there. Um, yeah. And while it'll be like an upsetting time, it'll also be probably really fun because I tend to enjoy rallies uh, and being in the thick of things with people who are mad about the status quo. Yeah. So... What exactly do we need from ProMedica again? You we need, need them. We literally just need them to sign a piece of paper saying that they will accept patients from Capital Care should there be an emergency. Are they being weird about it or something? So Capital Care wants <laughs> to stay neutral in this situation, mm. which uh-huh. I don't know if you would have gathered this. There's not really a neutral. It's either no. sign this dumb piece of paper because the yeah. Ohio law requires it or don't and the clinic closes. Well, there's not really a neutral on the whole issue anyway. No. No, it's, I mean, at this point, it's so polarized that, like, yeah. not taking a stance is taking a stance. Yeah, it's true. I, I have a, I have, I had a different, a, a different bar job a while ago, and they wouldn't, like, hold benefits that would make them seem whichever way, you know what I mean? So, like, I, because they have, they have a really cool event space, and I was always like, maybe we can do, like, a really cool fundraiser for, like, who sometime, or dumb, dumb comedy show, and just give it all to abortions, but, um, they were like, no, we actually really stay away from all those things because I know how they all feel and they are very pro-choice and they're very great people. But a lot of the investors are um, not really pro-choice. So yeah. it was really frustrating because I'm like, hey, I don't care if that guy gives you $10,000 every month. Like, why can't you just express yourself in your stupid business? <laughs> so I don't work there anymore, but they're still tight. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's the problem with like hidden money a lot of the times. I mean, I see this like when I'm sitting in the state house, like these Republicans do go hard against like these pro-life bills. And they're just like, what you're offering is ridiculous and unconstitutional, but like, we'll still turn around and vote yes. Not because they think they believe in the bill, but because like their constituents expect it. They want to be reelected and there's probably dark money floating behind them for that bill. So, yay. (laughs) I'm just, I'm bringing friends in to depress them. No, it's great. I need humbled. (laughs) (laughs) We're winning. (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, other news. Um, we're going to see a return of SB 145 next week, which is the abortion method ban. Um, that would outlaw the most common procedure uh, used in the second trimester for abortions. Uh, your alternative is inducing labor. <laughs> wow. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I was in labor for 30 hours and then had a C-section. Uh, which could also be an option, like, if somebody, like, is induced and they never progress, like, they could just, their abortion end up in a C-section, so, at, like, 13 weeks. Wouldn't that be fun? But there's already a hole, you know? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Why make another one? 
because they're banning the procedure that would make it easy. You're turning what, what is it's supposed what is to be. What is the procedure that makes it easy? Uh, so the procedure that they're trying to ban is the D&E, which is a dilation and extraction. Okay. I always mix up what the E stands for, which mm-hmm. is you dilate the cervix and then you remove the contents of the uterus. Mm-hmm. It takes maximum about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, it's only like marginally different than like the procedure that's used in the first trimester. It's just like slightly different instruments because it's larger tissue. Yeah. Um, so, and it's actually the same procedure that they use in miscarriages that like failed, to, like are failed to eject from the uterus. So like if like it's just, it's easier, it's like, it's the safest procedure. Um, and whoops, <laughs> and they're just outlawing it. And, uh, because they don't like abortion and just like, it's, it's another way to like knock back like accessibility. Like if you yeah. can't get a second trimester, you're going to have to go somewhere else. And the thing is because of all the other restrictions, Ohio is seeing some later like second trimester procedures because they can't get access to the procedure in the first trimester because of waiting periods, because there's been half as many clinics to like even get an appointment in the first place. So somebody who might've been five weeks when they were first looking at for an appointment, it took them two weeks to get an appointment. So they're seven weeks. It, they, it's, it's a 24 hour waiting period. So they're eight weeks when they're able to get the first procedure. They can't afford the procedure though. So they have to reschedule to the next like 10 weeks. And so like you see all these things that keep pushing back, so they're into the second trimester, despite looking for a procedure at five weeks. Yeah. So that's, it's just, it's just another way to chip back at like accessibility in the state. Gosh, I don't know if it was like easier <laughs> when I had my abortion, but it, <laughs> like I had no problems and I, it makes me feel bad for all of these women that do have problems because like, I mean, granted I was in California. Oh, you can. Yeah. I mean, California actually just, uh, they now carry, uh, the abortion the medication abortion on campuses. So. Yeah. And I think it's actually covered by insurance, maybe even yeah, like... it was covered by insurance when yeah. I did it, and that so. was 10 years ago. Yeah, California is like expanding access. They don't have a waiting period, so I think you can even do it the same day in California. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been the next day, yeah. I mean, uh, that's still yeah. way better than Ohio. Yeah. And then I think because my insurance uh, covered it, it ended up costing me $13. That. Whoa, $13 abortion. Wow. And I asked the guy, I was like, you want to go halvesies on this? You want to give me six fifty? dollars And you guys went to In-N-Out Burger after? That's right. <laughs> no, no, I got on a Greyhound bus, and that was oh. a very bad choice. Wow. No, it was, still was not... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I'll just pop up here and get this done and get on a Greyhound bus and go back down to campus. And that was a terrible idea. Uh, Because it's not not fun. There was no lift back in the day. No, it's it's not a fun experience. I mean, uh, it's it's surgery. I mean, no surgery is like an exciting time. It's not anything anybody wants to go through. I I didn't want to get my wisdom teeth out, but like sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I still think it was the right choice for me, you know. Um, is it different, like thinking about it in retrospect while you're pregnant? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, you can't, uh, you, you wonder sometimes what if, and you think there's times that it makes me sad, but, um, I do think it was the right choice for me and it, I, I was not in a good place to become a parent and I feel really good about becoming a parent now. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's weird to think that I would have like a 10 year old. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, the, I, I wasn't with the right person either. So, and, uh, and I actually, I, I actually had, had two cause I had one in California and then I had one, uh, a couple years later when I had moved back to 
uh, back to Ohio, and I had not any problems with that one either. Well, it cost me more money. Yeah, it didn't. It, I didn't have any problems getting it. So, um, I mean, you live yeah. in a, you live in Columbus, so right. like you're yeah. not traveling two plus hours for the procedure in the right, first place, where, as like a lot of Ohioans are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but um, same situation wasn't with the right person. Um, I have borderline personality disorder, and I had went through extensive treatment in order to be able to take care of myself. And trying to take care of another person and through that just wouldn't have been right for me and wouldn't have been fair to the child. And um, I was like heavily addicted to drugs, when, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't a, a good scenario. And now I'm an adult. I, I don't do drugs. I own a home. I <laughs> <laughs> a very nice <laughs> home with lots of like renovations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very cute I, cat. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing renovations while I'm pregnant because I'm real smart. <laughs> No, the bathroom looks beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Worth it. No, so worth it. Yeah. But um, no, and now I'm excited and ready to be a parent. And I think that I was, you know, it's exactly what you said. Like, babies should be brought into this world with excitement and love and when they want to be and not because they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they require a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of attention. And if you're, like, not interested or willing to do that, like, from the get-go, then... It's going to be a bad time for everyone involved. Yeah. 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 And then people are like, well, you should have been safe. I got got pregnant while on birth control the first time. And I actually got pregnant while on birth control this time, too. Oh, (laughs) well. (laughs) Sometimes it happens. It's not 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm so over, like, the victim blaming, like, "Ah, just close your legs. Okay, we get it. You don't get laid. Leave us alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but this time around we were, we were very happy for the, uh, the accident to happen because, um, we had, my boyfriend and I had actually tried for a while and then, uh, decided not to try and then, um, broke up and then got back together. And then when we got back together, we were like, ah, we're not going to do that for now. And then boom, it happened. <laughs> and, uh, he, he in particular was actually very excited about it. So Aww. yeah. Were people, have people been like, or at least initially, like, were they kind of mean about it? Like, oh, are you going to keep oh, it? Or? There's so many people who have been judgmental about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because, because we had broken up and gotten back together. So, like, what are you, are you guys even a good couple? Like, <laughs> none of your I mean, business. Yeah. I mean, people don't like ask that, but like, you can, like, there are people that I can tell that they're like, we're so excited for you. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, uh, con- congratulations. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the yeah. congratulations with a question mark. I feel like you got a lot of that too. I didn't did. You? Yeah. I, did. I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, just don't say anything at all. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to like call you out for not congratulating me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I got a lot of that. And then there were, there are some people that are judgmental about the fact that we're not married and that we're not getting married. Um, I didn't get a lot of that, or at least maybe I did, but not to my face. <laughs> yeah. I think you didn't get it because I guess we were people engaged. that could tell yeah. you um, are so old they can't text and they can't tell you that. Yeah, that's probably it, right? Yeah. I imagine they all still have flip phones. It is definitely my <laughs> older friends that yeah yeah that I get that from. I think the only people that asked if we were getting married were probably my in-laws. Yeah. So. My grandma mm-hmm. asked, and we just lied to her. <laughs> you know, that's like that's one where I'm like, yeah, just tell her we're going to tell her we we've been married. <laughs> you were there. We <laughs> oh grandma, huh? we did get married, but like literally only for paperwork. It makes things easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when everyone was like, oh, are you married? Like, I say, technically, because I never yeah. referred to him as my husband. 
and yeah. I probably never I don't think will. I knew. I didn't think I knew. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I, we still it's still, still disengaged on Facebook. It's not anything yeah. like it's. We haven't had a wedding. Maybe we will at one point when we can afford it. And I'll I hold think... your baby while you have the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll probably be walking. <laughs> I think that's uh, probably you know what we would end up doing too. Is like we we would get married if it benefits us, but right now it doesn't. And I don't know if I should say this on your podcast, but I qualify for Medicaid because yeah. I'm not married to him. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't if I were. So I mean, yeah. you got to pay for, for giving birth. Right. It is not cheap. No. <laughs> that's, and, yeah. that's another thing that pisses me off about pro-lifers is just like, oh, well, you, you're pregnant, so I have a baby. Like, how am I going to afford even giving birth to this child? Yes, exactly. And that was very much the situation I was in when the first time around. Um, it was just wrong and uh, from all all angles yeah but now you're in a happy situation a happy situation giving birth in like a month maybe less Ooh, i hope it's less <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean good luck your sister didn't and i didn't and you're just no. not you're not surrounded by people who have <laughs> but he's he's head down so that's, that's more like, than i yeah. could say so <laughs> my sister too yeah it took a while for he did finally turn but yeah was not going to yeah so um, other news on the docket, we have SB 28 returning next week for a hearing, and I don't know off the top of my head if it's proponent or opponent, but SB 28 has already passed in the Senate, and that is the fetal tissue remains bill. So the idea behind this one is if you have an abortion in the state of Ohio, you will either have to decide to cremate or bury the remains. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? I'm so awful. I mean, it's... It's real bad. Uh, it's going like, to... Essentially, what this is going to have to look like is every abortion clinic is going to have to have an agreement with a funeral um, home, which, like, A, good luck getting that from conservative old men who run funeral homes. Um, it's going to up the cost of procedures, probably, like, double or maybe even triple because they're going to have to pay for the cremation or the burial of these remains. You know, three ounces of tissue that oh isn't actually going to, like, yield any... Like any ashes, there's no bones, so there's not going to be anything to actually cremate. Like there's not, there's nothing. It's it's literally just like, so I don't know how they're going to have proof that these remains were cremated because there's not going to be anything to show for these cremations. I had a real old cat that needed to be put down. (laughs) (laughs) This is one way to go. Yeah, Uh, and I I took them to the vet, and they, you know, after. extensive examination there they you know they said well you know there are options to put him down or he can have a a bunch of um, surgeries that might not be successful so I said well we'll put him down and uh and they said well what do you want to do with the remains and I was like well I don't want them back (laughs) you keep them yeah (laughs) and they they said they would and and you sign a piece of paper you pay a certain amount of money and then they take care of it I feel like if you can do that with a cat that's lived like a full life, oh. <laughs> like why can't they just take care of well their if, remains? If uh, the patient decides not to opt for either one, the clinic has to decide on their behalf. Um, but the cost is still the same; it's still going to double, triple, maybe quadruple the cost. It wasn't can they that just add one more cat, option? Yeah, <laughs> like feed it. It to uh, pigs. I don't care. Oh, mix it in or something. It just seems. Oh, what do they no, do with like normal, you know, uh, medical waste? Well, um, the state of, I mean, miscarriages, the state of Ohio, abortion clinics, anyone that like has a miscarriage, uh, it's incinerated. That's what they do with all medical waste yeah. is they incinerate it. 
Um, and uh, actually, like, one of the talking points for against this bill is, like, well, what are you going to do with people who have miscarriages? Are you going to require them to bury or cremate the remains? You know, Ooh. induce more trauma that may not have been there necessarily. So um, that is one of the concerns is that it's going to be, like, spread to miscarriages. Or, like, that's not even, like, it's not necessarily a concern. It's, like, it's a talking point. Like, well, oh, so you're, you're like, pressing this, um, like, you're demanding grief out of people who are seeking abortions. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like they took a lot of grief away from me just by like disposing of the cat without me having. Oh yeah. When my cat got hit (laughs) by a car two Easter's ago, I was out of town and my brother found her and had to take her to, it was the worst day of my life. I was pulling up to Chicago with my friends in the car, like listening to music. And he called me he's like, you got to pull over. I have really bad news. I was like, you're joshing me. And uh, he wasn't. So anyway, <laughs> over the phone, kicking and screaming, like I pulled over, I was like laying in the dirt in some like weird waste yard outside of Chicago. Like I, it was the worst thing ever, but yeah, like that's like, and then I had him, I was like, I was living with my brother at the time. And I was like, when I come home, everything of hers has to be gone. Cause I'm already going to lose it. Like I, I, you know, and it was so, it was so, so helpful to not have little reminders of your little kitty. You know and, what I mean? and the thing is, that's already the option for people who do have abortions. I mean, some people who are having miscarriages that aren't completed do go to abortion clinics to have their procedure done. And like these people are welcome to take what is like left to bury it or cremate sure, it. As, have, yeah, having it as an option. As an option, yeah, it's sure. great. Like that's, I mean, there are wanted pregnancies that don't end well that like want like people want to go through that grieving process. But if it's just like it's if it's equivalent to your wisdom teeth, I'm not gonna bury my wisdom teeth. <laughs> I did ask the keep them. They did not give them to me. But I'm like that's so rude. They wouldn't give me <laughs> my appendix my either. <laughs> that, why? It's mine. Give to me. <laughs> I grew it. Yeah. So. Yeah. They were like, no, it's filled with poison. That's why we took it out. <laughs> Fine, put it in a jar. It won't touch it. <laughs> I promise. So, the, so yeah, they are demanding grief. They're like demanding that these women, these these patients, be shamed um, for their procedure, and it's 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 already been deemed unconstitutional uh, in Indiana. So, oh, we'll, well, we'll I see. Feel where like <laughs> that's the like barometer for <laughs> conservative. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything for. Ohio, because the Down syndrome bill was also oh. deemed illegal and or unconstitutional in Indiana, and we've we've seen that, and it's going to be implemented at the end of March. So, Ugh. as it stands, at least. Okay. So I don't think I know about that one. The Down syndrome bill was the most recent abortion ban that has been passed, uh, where if if a pregnant person is seeking an abortion based in part of or because of a Down syndrome diagnosis, it's now illegal. Sense. No, it doesn't because it's it's it creates a hierarchy of disabilities. So like it's only Down syndrome that's protected. It's not spina bifida. It's not like anything. Any other disability is not protected under this. Um, it also doesn't offer any like protections or like any um, like help after the child is born because they almost always require heart surgeries. There's all like there's a whole like slew of care that is required for people with Down syndrome. Um, that Ohio is actually has no interest in helping people with the Down syndrome. Actually, like there, there were several amend- amendments introduced: one to increase funding for special education, one to offer Medicaid or Medicare through the life of the Down syndrome p- child, um, and they were tabled each time um, and told that that was not relevant to the bill at hand. Oh my gosh! So, um, totally relevant. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, like our, our our champions in the legislature were trying to make this bill like less terrible in any way we could possibly do, and it would, they, they were just not having it. So, mm. just another like I mean, just another chip. And not only that, but like it 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 uh, compromises the patient doctor relationship. Like 
which is supposed to be a confidential relationship and also would require like the patient testifying against her doctor on the stand. So all these really great things and opening up a can of worms to like future terrible bills. So Yikes. the lawyers are looking into that one. Of course. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm going to end on that bummer. Do you guys have any upcoming shows? <laughs> I'm just saying like with all of that stuff, like why do you even want to bring more people into <laughs> the world that we live in oh yeah no i mean i i adore my my child and i still stare at the ceiling like was it ethical to bring him into this world i feel like that too sometimes i think my partner and i we've talked about like do you want to just like move to another country now so that he doesn't (laughs) yeah yeah i think about that a lot i guess i just have to stop sleeping with people all together just never just never go for the ladies there we go yeah Mm -hmm. perfect probably can't get pregnant that way good Eh, you never know depends on how much they have left in them (laughs) sorry (laughs) i had to think about that me too i was like i'm really tired man i woke up too early for for sexual math all right do you guys have any upcoming shows you want to promo wait yes me okay yeah so nikki february 20th will be on the show and she's gonna be so pregnant and i'm praying to the universe that i meet her baby on stage you will exactly you'll be exactly 38 weeks then yeah yeah exactly two weeks before i just want your first applause break to just be water break right See, I would love for that to happen. Unfortunately, like only eleven percent of women like actually have their water break naturally. Oh, yeah. that's you so just dumb. looked really sad. I did. I got really bummed. In all the movies, all the girls are like, "My dress I know, is wet." It's always in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> they had to break mine after they mm-hmm. induced me. Oh man, I, I had to be like fully break. induced. Uh, yeah. So like, they started like with a little Foley balloon. They inflated. Uh, when it fell out, a little hook thing. Yep. Yeah, was, they showed it to us in birthing <laughs> class. It's like a little, looks like a knitting needle. Yep. Small weather balloon, perhaps. Yep. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. I, I know I, I, before they broke my water, I was like, I hate this. I'm getting, I'm getting my epidural. Oh god. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, but if labor could start at Stand Up for Choice, I feel like that would be epic. That'd be the best. Yeah. Because I mean, you yeah. got engaged on Stand Up for Choice. That I was did. the best. Yeah. You guys are making my show so much cooler than it really was. So yeah, it'll just have like a list of like awesome things that have happened to Stand Yeah. <laughs> there was a baby born here. <laughs> now, I'd rather him not be born at Ace of Cups just because it doesn't look that sterile. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I love that place. It's a wonderful venue. It's so great. One of the best venues in town. But I definitely but never remember leaving there. The baby would be so drunk. <laughs> Oh my gosh! They also don't allow glitter. What? They they apparently I'm don't fine book, with that. But they apparently don't book burlesque shows because they've been burned by glitter in the past. Oh my gosh, that's so silly. Glitter's an infestation. I'm behind <gasps> that. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm anti glitter. Okay. I'm a crafter. I can't I can't turn uh, it down. My favorite night at work ever at the bar was um, some girl had her 30th birthday and I was like, yeah, they had a fun little party. They had all the little really cute decorations and I was sweeping and just, uh, I, I took a bunch home. It's so creepy. But she she had confetti. <laughs> confetti that just, they were, like the floor was just covered in little Angelas. <laughs> So in my in that's a, awesome. I got like drunk after work, and I like took a handful of them home, like sweeping them off the ground, like oh, oh, you guys, Angela confetti. So See, now I like just, confetti, okay, because you can pick it up, okay. But yeah, glitter, like very, glitter, you can. You're right. You're right. It's cool. everywhere. I just anything sparkly. I'm like a magpie. Yeah, that's great. So stand up for choice is your show. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. off. February twenty. That's just the fun one I wanted to bring up, Nikki. Yeah. Um, that is actually going to be my last show before uh, before I'm due. 
Yeah. Because I didn't feel comfortable booking anything past that. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. And then I plan on coming back to shows in May. Okay. Uh, In May, the Whiskey Bear Comedy Festival, that'll be the, my return to comedy will be for the festival. Oh, that's perfect. I feel like you need a poster with like you as a phoenix. Yes. Rising from the. That's so good. I feel like ashes. The ashes of your placenta. (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing any weird woo things? Uh, woo things? Are you going to turn your placenta into capsules and eat it? Oh, no. We're not doing any of like weird, any weird birth stuff. (gasps) Tell me. Wait, I want to know about these. What happened? um, Just give me an example or two. (laughs) I'm going to make very people, like a lot of people angry. I'm not like pro natural childbirth. I mean, I, I mean, I am. But, like, I don't think it's, I, I don't think uh, making a martyr out of yourself by refusing pain medication is a, is, is a good thing. I mean, yeah. oh, natural childbirth. I mean, it's natural. It's the most, like, it's, it's something our body goes through naturally. Yes, incidentally, it is also the most dangerous thing our body goes through naturally. Right. And yeah. I could have been dead, in, like, <laughs> having gone through childbirth, yeah. so. I feel like if you can do it and you want to do it, fine. Go for it. But if you start to have complications and there, people are trying to help you, then let them help you, yeah. you know? So, um, so yeah. placental encapsula- encapsulation, there is like this school of thought that uh, eating your placenta, because lots of animals do it, um, <laughs> placenta and phagy, I think is what it's called, okay. um, would, would combat uh, postnatal depression. Okay. Because <laughs> reasons. Fun. Yeah. Some people like actually use their placenta as meat and like put it in a meat sauce like spaghetti. That sounds gross. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I cool. don't think we plan on doing anything with the placenta, but if you... I wanted to see mine. I didn't get to see mine. Maybe I should ask them to cremate it for me. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they Keep will. It, it, the it will be incinerated. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> otherwise, upcoming for NARAL Pro Choice Ohio, uh, Monday, uh, the... What is the date? I don't even remember what day. The my 12th. Day. Yes, the 12th. Um, we are going to Toledo and having our rally. The 14th, we're going to be thanking some of our champion legislators. There's hearings on Tuesday and Wednesday for SB 145 and SB 28. We might see a floor vote. I hope not. Uh, 20th is the stand-up for choice. 20 the 1st is going to be the kickoff party for um, the Bullathon. And that's as far as I can get in my head for this month with events that are going on. Um, keep up with the NARAL Facebook page for what's what else is happening because there's always things happening. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.